It is the Chicago First United Audio Podcast, your Chicago scene salvation, featuring interviews with the premier talent and tastemakers in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast every week at DynastyPodcast.com. This week, an interview with Ryan Allen, Brian Johnson, Matt Gaudiano, Ricky Sutton, and Eric Summers Uria of Marina City, recorded live at Columbia College. Here's how that sounds.
I'm a bad dad. It's in the side pocket. The part. I mean, you can hear that. Next song we're gonna play is um, is another original from us. We're doing a little acoustic cover, and uh, it's called "Keep Your Faith in Me."
fantastic. Thank you. Um, my name is Michael Black. Thank you guys so much for having me here at Columbia. I used to go to school here about a million years ago. Uh, I'm the host of Dynasty Podcast. It was the first music podcast ever launched in Chicago back in 2005. I'm also a radio alumni, I guess, professional. I worked at Q101 Radio here for 13 years. For people who don't remember, Q101 was the long-running, uh, two-decade-long alternative radio station here in Chicago. I've been doing a live interview here with Marina City. I want to do a real quick, just kind of, Real quick, and then we're going to get to these guys because they're way more interesting. How many people in here have a podcast, have recorded a podcast, listen to podcasts? Anybody? Sweet. Cool. Uh, so I started podcasting in 2005. I was working at Q101 and I wanted to do something outside of that. Um, we've done about 250 shows, and just this past Thursday, the podcast was featured, it was profiled in the New York Times, which is pretty insane. So that was a really big accomplishment, but the podcast has uh, been going on in Chicago for seven years, like I said, the first music podcast of any kind that was ever in Chicago, and we've interviewed about 250, 300 different artists on the show. Again, it's called Dynasty Podcast. You can hear it at dynastypodcast.com. Uh, if anyone wants to uh, ask questions about podcasting, I'm happy to talk about that, or radio, um, after the interview. I also worked at Q101, like I said, I was a producer there for 13 years. Local 101, which is the station's long-running local music show. Not about me, because these guys are way more interesting. So we're going to be talking to Marina sitting here for a minute, and then after about 10 minutes of questions, we're going to have them play some more songs. So first of all, wanted to, you know, have the band go down the line, introduce themselves. I know we've got Ryan, Brian, Matt, Ricky, and Eric here. Kind of like, let's go through, have everyone introduce themselves, say who everyone is here. Uh, I'm Ryan, lead vocalist. How's it going, guys? I'm Brian Johnson. Uh, I play guitar early, but today just singing. So, uh, I'm Matt, play keys, and I do some vocals. I'm Ricky. I rock the guitar. Sweet. Well, you know, let's kind of start at the beginning. Marina City. How did you guys kind of first get involved, and how did this project first come together? Uh, we were all in different bands uh, back like in the early 2000s, and uh, when all the bands kind of like broke up, we decided to call one another and we're like, hey, you were like the main guy in your band, and you do a lot of work in your band, let's all get together and let's make this actually work this time, so we got all like the dedicated guys in each band, not really trying to push for this one, so. And who are some of the bands that you guys came from, in case anybody here might be familiar with them? Uh, I came from this band called American Riot, another pretty good way to last in line. I came from another pretty good way with him. Uh, and Matt, Matt came from this band called Fire in the Attic. He came from a band called uh, The Valley Jumpers. And then Aaron came from this band called The Vinyl Fountain. Very nice. So, you know, you guys just, was I reading your bio right? Did you form just last year? Uh, we, we started writing uh, literally in September last year and actually came out as a band and publicly in February this year. So, yeah, we've been a lot, a lot has happened. It's like, so very quick turnaround. Huh? Yeah. How were you able to make all that happen so quickly? Because there's a lot of bands that it takes them much longer to make all these kind of things happen, make these moves. I think, I think a big thing was definitely because uh, we, um, we, like, we've all been in the music scene for a long time now. So I think we kind of had an idea of how this is going to go down. And so when we're like, hey, 
Uh, we basically brought all our experiences from the other bands and decided, hey, this is how we're going to do it this time and not screw it up like last time, basically. It's our second chance, so. Yeah, once, once you make that many mistakes, you start to like, learn from them and now we're kind of like, finally understand. Once you got the guys together, you can do pretty much anything. Like and, and not only that, but I'm going to Columbia. And I'm the one that goes to Columbia. And um, I make a lot of friends like our buddies, uh, Eric Stern and uh, Becca. And we, we, we form a community of people who really believe in our music and really want to back us up. And we built that at Columbia with, with some teachers, like uh, one of our teachers, uh, Zach Jadwell. And so I thought we'd be working with them and getting all of them together and creating community. And because of that, I think that's what's making us get to sit right here and have an interview with you. So. Yeah, man, absolutely. Now, you mentioned that you guys are like, you're avoiding some of the mistakes that your past fans made. Very smart. What are some of the mistakes that bands, you know, artists, musicians should avoid making? Because I'm sure that there's some musicians in here in this crowd. Well, there's so many. Uh, just reading an article that we had uh, lately that we just read to each other, it's about how local bands fail. And it includes lack of promotion from every member, not just one member. Lack of dedication on time to band practices, on time to shows, just attendance. Acting like professionals. Um, Promoting everywhere. Promotions, the main yeah. thing. Yeah. Promoting and, and always having something. Like the big thing we did this time was before we even came out as a band, we already had an EP ready. And all the other bands were like, oh, we're a band. And then we were promoting the band, but no one, there was no contact. There was nothing to, to hope or anything to hear. So basically, before we release anything, um, it's, it's ready to go. And, and, I, and then on top of that is basically talking with every single person. So like after this, we're going to talk to everyone over here and just, and I guess just try to make a community is basically what we Yeah, man, I think community really is like part of it. It's yeah. so important. I don't think people always realize that. Talk a little bit about that concept. What does that mean? I mean, does that just mean having a bunch of Twitter followers or does it go beyond that? It goes way beyond that. Way beyond that. You don't have fans. You have friends. Because we're not, we're not promoting or having uh, a thousand fans on Facebook. We have a thousand friends because if you're, if you're really truly believing in us and really uh, like pushing us, you're a friend of ours. Not, not a major fan. And um, what we do is we maximize that. Like we, we give people some responsibilities. If you want to be part, if you want to be part of something that is serious, and like get on that board, like come over here and do whatever you can do, and then we'll help you out as well. You know, like. Just making connections, and there's a whole establishing connections is the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what are some of the ways you guys have been able to do that? Obviously, you talked about like interacting with yeah. you know the crowd after shows, things like that. Yeah, definitely uh, crowd after shows, and we actually talk on Facebook and Twitter. Like, when people post something, we run over and talk back. And like, if we promote on YouTube and stuff like that, we'll be like, uh, "Hey, your music is really, really good." Uh, do you have a band or something? And we actually start a conversation before we start promoting. Because it's so much stronger to establish a friendship and then promote your band rather than, hey, you should take like, a moment. Like, forcing it on me. Exactly. You just you want, to, you want to establish a friendship before you promote. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think that's really strong and, and really smart advice, you know. Now, you guys, Marina City, you're obviously named after the towers that are just a few blocks away from here. Uh, they're on the cover of the Wilco album. Like, what was the thinking behind naming your band after that particular Chicago landmark? And were there other landmarks you guys considered? Uh, <laughs> like Millennium Park, the band. It's funny because, like, um, like, those buildings were, like, my favorite buildings when I was growing up. Like, it was just, it was just cool. It's different than everything else. And besides Sears Tower. But Sears Tower doesn't sound like a cool name. So, uh, so basically, uh, I, went to, I 
Angeles Tower. Went up there and they had all these like names of all the buildings. And I was looking at it and I was like, we need a city. I was like, that's my favorite tower. That's what they're called. It's awesome. I want to create a band. I want to name a band like that. At the time, we were kind of playing together as the Ryan Allen band. And when the band actually like decided to become a band, we threw out a bunch of names. And that was the name that we sent to a producer. And the producer was like, you have you can't say anything else. We're just like, it sounds huge. The big reason why I really liked it was the guy said that he wanted to create a city within a city, and everyone laughed at him, joked at him, said that there's no way that it's going to happen, and then he did it. The whole point of the band is that everyone gets this awesome guy. You know, that's dreams, blah, 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 but hopefully we can make it happen just like we said. Yeah, man, defining the odds. Absolutely. That's so right and wrong. Have you guys ever actually been in Marina City in the towers? Yeah. Okay. When we played the House of Blues shows, we traveled into the actual <laughs> underground area of it, too. Yeah, so that's even cool. <laughs> Was that why you played House of Blues? Just so you could be in the underground of <laughs> We're like, hey, we're in This was an afterthought. When we for the first time we played there, the guy says, um, so you guys know the drill. We're like, actually, we have no idea how House of Blues works. And he's like, wait, with the name Marina City, you guys don't know how this works? You just think. Now, you know, your debut EP, uh, In the Wake of Dreaming, it just came out earlier this year, like, beginning of the year. How has the response been of the last, like, six, seven, eight months, whatever? It's been really great. Well, we're here. I mean, we're sitting right here, so that's pretty awesome. I mean, we we played House of Blues twice. We sold out. We played a sold-out show in House of Blues. Uh, we played the biggest mouth. Uh, we've done, we, we've been on the Rock of Palooza, which was with Puddle of Mud, Mud Red Dunster Apparatus, and stuff like that, and Michigan. We were able to uh, sell out a whole stack of CDs before we even played our first show. Yeah, the first show. Thank you. That is awesome. Yes. And it was, there was no, uh, it wasn't internet or anything. It was all by hand. We went, we drove around all around town asking people, friends and stuff like that, and then they spread it. And yeah, so we, we've been out for two, two batches, and we've only been around for six or seven months. So. Well, that's awesome, man. Are there any songs from the EP that people like, are, you know, claiming it's their favorites and like fan favorites that stand out for people? The ballad O Chicago is a good ballad that everybody yeah. really likes once they find the CD. And it's for singles like Goodbye Lane, people really connect to. We're going to play Goodbye Lane the next time, but that's the song that everyone keeps talking about. So, awesome, man. Well, are you guys ready to do a couple more songs? Let's do it. Okay, cool. Are we ready to record? Awesome, man. From Marina City, let's give it up for that minute.
we, we've, we've done a lot for Columbia in these past seven, uh, seven months. We love it. We love Manny Thomas, Biggest Mouth. Yeah, Biggest Mouth, the Mike, this. Um, and then numerous other projects that we're doing with people. I mean, that, that's the whole point. Is since we're here, we're trying to utilize, utilize it. And like, we're going to do a music video, and the music video person that's doing it, uh, the director is actually from Columbia alumni. And then all the people working there are going to become the students. And then we're going to try to film it. We're going to do everything that we can about Columbia. So that's our big thing. Why is it so important to have a strong connection to like a city college like Columbia? It's particularly not that school. Yeah, you know, it's just, there's just the way to stay up there. You know, it's the root of all the people, yeah. the community. All that sounds of people around here. So, yeah, like, the connections you can make will actually get you somewhere because you're actually talking to people that know what they're doing. We're, we're all, we're, the reason why we go to Columbia is so we can make connections. And that's the whole point of coming here. So, like, everyone here is trying to make it. So, let's make it together. That's kind of what we're trying to do. Take shows that you might be like, oh, 
bought the shows and we're going to have like a few people there. But like this one time we were playing a show that only had a few people there, and the band that was playing was like this big band that like no one knew about it at the time, and now we speak with them all the time. And because it was just a personal show, those are shows sometimes are the best shows because you're more personal. Yeah, and that's a really good point. You know, I've definitely had other bands on this podcast before. You know, who talk about playing to a room of two people, yeah. but then one of those two people might be a guy from a label. Yeah. You, know, you never know who you're or, playing to. Or not your biggest, your biggest friend, your biggest fan. So, like, yeah. you're not going to go tell their, their friends, and they're going to come How much of a steep hill is it right now to be a rock band in Chicago? Let's talk about the local scene here, because, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like rock has fallen a little bit out of fashion in Chicago right now. Do you guys feel that, or... I feel like there's a huge, like, uh, like, dance movement going on. So, that kind of, like, took the front seat that rock originally had in Chicago. And, like, the thing is, it's like, we need a credible rock act to come out of Chicago to rebuild. It's about that time. We're trying to find somebody to do that. And, like, there's no one out there. Like, there's bands out there, but they're not, like, reaching the scene together. I think people are in it for themselves, and they need to go back to being a community. There hasn't been, like, another fallout boy, another Chevelle, yeah. another Rise Against, and this yeah. And, you know, the one thing that I noticed with, um, with a lot of rock bands is that they want to keep doing the old traditional way. And the old traditional way still <clears throat> does work, but it's sad that the reason, a big reason why dance and all these things are good enough is because those people are off the monkeys. Like, they, they mark themselves so well. And playing, like, playing, like, close-knit things like you were talking about earlier that way. And um, we're, that's, we're trying to bring that back, I guess, to something like I think a lot of bands look at marketing as a dirty word yeah. and they don't know how to get the word out about their band, but at the same time, they'll feel uncomfortable telling people about it. They just want it to happen, right? Like, right. Yeah. Uh, how is anyone going to hear about you if you don't say something? I mean, you're the, we're six guys here. We got a lot, we got a lot of mics here. So, yeah. um, there's just so much more that goes on behind the scenes than just coming up here and playing music. I think yeah. a lot of us would get that. that That's a big literally, yeah. Like, literally, Sleep some nights because I'm just working, emailing, 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 and and, and my pals over here, Eric and Becca, Eric and Becca, anyways, they, um, we just work, we work like that. Is one time I was in class and we were doing the album art and we had to finish the album art that night. And if we didn't finish that, we wouldn't have any CDs for our opening show. And I stayed up all night, went to class, and literally when the teacher said, "Okay, hey, what's your name again?" I fell asleep running, but like. Rather than like, do, okay, so I wasn't, like, this is what I was doing. 
And, um, and, even, and even now, what I put my money towards is food, a few clothes, not much. Okay, I'm still wearing the same clothes I wore like three years ago. And then, like, instruments stuff, so. Now, you guys are on the bill tonight. You're playing, um, yeah, Mojo's Killers, really a hometown forever. Yeah, yeah. How did you guys get on that bill? Uh, actually, we've been trying to get on Mojo's for a long time, and they kept like turning us down. And then eventually, they were just like, "Hey, we're doing a local like showcase show. You guys want to be on it?" We're like, "Sweet!" And then it turned out to be Hometown Throwdown, which is a show that we used to go to when we were growing up, looking up to the local bands that were on there. And we're just like, "Oh my God, we're playing this!" And then because we did that, and because we sold enough tickets and we marketed, um, we landed a spot to play with this band called Goat Radio yeah. uh, in November. So we're really excited about that. It's like our band of bands, so we're really excited about that. Do you find that, you know, and maybe, I mean, you said this is going to be the, your first show, but have you found more success maybe in the suburbs and the city? I think the suburbs of Chicago are still a little bit more tuned in and excited about kind of like the, the pop rock sound. Well, you know, actually, uh, we draw better out in Chicago. But it's because those several people do come out here. For whatever reason, when you when they hear, oh, you're playing the show in Chicago, people are like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. And then when you say, like, we're playing in, like, Plainfield, or we're playing in, you know, Joya, people are going to like, oh, well, yeah, you're still looking at the show. You know, you're not the same show. Right? It's going to be the same awesome show. It's not like we, like, make it smaller or anything, but, uh, and unfortunately today is our, Matt's still in high school. And yeah. unfortunately, yeah, he's 17. Wow. Yeah. for that. Yeah. But, he couldn't draw a lot of people out because today was homecoming for them. Wow. So, we still have that drive. We actually range from 17 to 25. So, uh, it's a big, it's a big jump there. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, who are some <laughs> you mentioned looking at the business in the local scene growing up. Like, who are some of the local talent in Chicago that you guys maybe, like, looked up to growing up? Uh, Lucky Boys Confusion. Lucky Boys, Lucky Boys Confusion, yeah. man, absolutely. Well, I mean, obviously, like, Fall Boy, but that's kind of stock. But that's, like, yeah, obviously, Fall um, Actually, but bands that, like, were getting big but didn't, I don't know, I don't know how big they actually were, but, like, Inept, the band that I was really into. Yeah. Uh, and now the Action Blast, which yeah. is what we're playing tonight. Um, actually, I looked up to their band, another, another Perfect Getaway. I was, like, a big fan. I was, like, fangirling over them all the time. I was, like, Surprisingly, so they, they just wanted me to learn piano, 
But I started around, I think, six or seven, and I quit for a couple of years, and I picked it back up when I was 12, and I just kept going from there. Yeah. Um, for me, started off with uh, playing with my dad. My dad was a huge blues musician, plays piano and guitar. He used to play, oh, cool. okay. he used to back up uh, the band The Animals. They did, like, Secret Agent Band and stuff. Okay. And then um, he influenced me, not really. And, like, it was kind of annoying listening to it, but then, like, Blink-182 came along, something more simpler, and it just grabbed my attention when I was in sixth grade. That's great. I got a guitar when I was 12. And, uh, yeah, I was one of those people that two kids again. Because I was like, if these guys can love rock music and it's this simple, they can make it, then I know I can make it. So, it was like my motivation. So, I just figured, let's not go with that. And just, you know, here it is. Well, I was, uh, I, I was seven when I got my first guitar and started doing guitar lessons. And then, uh, I stopped for a while, then got back into it, and then around 13 or 14, I created my first band. No, 12 or 13, created my first band. Then since then, it was like a drug, and I couldn't, I can't get out of it. So, that's what you're Yeah, mine's pretty much the same as Brian. Um, I got it, my first guitar when I was 12, and pretty much started playing from 182. You think was a man. I started when I was about 12. Uh, he hates them for you, too. Do you play music? No, I don't play music, but I'm a DJ. So um, that's one thing that I, I really caught in the, uh, the audience. One thing about me is uh, I love all type of music, you know, from all type of genres. And it's something about like when I hear a sound or if I hear something, it catches me. Yeah. That's one thing. Definitely the last number you all did is you said you release in November. <laughs> Some of it's awesome. <laughs> CDs with us. If anyone's interested uh, in getting our album, it's five bucks. It's five bucks for seven cents. Uh, and then we actually have Facebook. And we actually take up, by the way. Our, our merch guy wanted to go to that. Um, we actually have a, we have a store uh, on our Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Marina City Band. Um, that uh, there's a big there's a big cartel that we we uh, do our t uh, t-shirts music and then items as well. So awesome. yeah, so if you guys what well, South Columbia, oh, it's South Columbia. Yeah, you know you can say it. You know it's not like South Columbia. We actually have some of our CDs there. But yeah, if you guys want some CDs, start about for some time. So awesome. thank you, thank you. Thanks. Our thoughts on CD are way different than what we do now. Yeah, they're way different. Yeah, we're we're, we're going we're, we're changing a little bit, but it's, it's still it's the same roots. Do we have any other questions for anyone in the audience? Anyone want to ask Marina City any questions? Because I think this is going to be the last last question. Oh, that. So, since this is the last question, um, I think I should make it a good one. And um, DJ, by the way, thank you, DJ. Hey, and, um, so, it's going to be good, and it's going to be serious. Um, the big one. Hold on to your ass. If you guys could be a vegetable, okay. which one would you be? Uh, is corn a vegetable? Because I think I'd be. I think I'd be a corn I think that's a steak, but just. Is it a steak? Uh, a steak? Man. Individually, collectively, I'd be a tomato. Like, just because I'd be a fruit and vegetable. Maybe like a high vegetable. Uh, so he's like. <laughs> now that's somebody jumps in that. I'm going to be. I think. I think I would be. 
I think I've been out for And the only reason why I was like, oh,
This has been the Chicago First United audio podcast, your Chicago scene salvation. Thanks to Marina City for being on the show this week, Columbia College for hosting Dynasty Podcasts, and John Gaskell for engineering. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network through all social and digital media channels at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.